0: busy sometimes, and we just need to let him know how much we love him. Can you say amen to that? Ooh, he's so good. Praise God. Well, I know you have your Bibles tonight, so what I want you to do is turn with me to two places, Galatians 3.13, and then also Romans 8.1 and 2. This is so pivotal tonight. I said this. This is so important that as we go forward, that we're teaching on, I want to talk to you about life. Everybody say life. The life I'm going to be sharing with you tonight is the life of God, the life of God. What you have living on the inside of you, residing on the inside of you, you know, as you're turning there, let me share this with you, that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are. That's who you are. And I know at times what happens is we may feel like, man, our life, things that are going on around us, things that are happening to us, that, and then sometimes it may seem like the enemy may come and, and, and try to, to just cause havoc and things in your life. And sometimes you may not even feel like you're saved. But I will tell you this, that if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5:17. turn there, I want you to see this, because you see, you are, you have been made new. Say, I've been made new. That's right. You, this is important here because you have been given the newness of life. You have the, the life of God living on the inside of you. And so, you know, we, we don't want to continue to talk about the old man. Are you with me? We're not talking about the old man. We talk about the new man, that we are new creations. Say, I'm a new creation. That's right. That's who you are in Christ Jesus. And so it's very important to understand that because if any man be in Christ, what does it say? He's a new creature or a creation. What does it say? It says, old things have passed away and what? Behold, that means look, all things have what? Become new. So you are, you are a new creation. Let's settle that right now. This, who you are in Christ, you have been made brand new. The old's passed away. And the reason why I'm saying that because sometimes we can get stuck in the old. But the old is gone, the new has come. And the newness of who you are is found in the life of God. Say the life of God. Now, go over to Romans chapter 8 then. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Because because you see, we have to learn and understand that that's where we live. That's where we should live. That's where we should camp out. So I want to read this to you. I have the new King James. I'm going to read this to you. Then I'll have you read some other scriptures as we go forward. But it says this. Romans chapter 8. See, now because you're in Christ and Christ is in you, there's no condemnation. Glory to God. It says this, therefore, say therefore. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. This is important. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life. Say spirit of life. Mm -hmm. notice that, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free, has made me free from the law of sin and death. You have been made free. You have been redeemed. Say, I have been redeemed. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's go to our main text, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to see here in verse 13. I want you, to, the few of you, to read that for us. I want to see how it sounds in different translations, um, and then just let us know what you have so that everybody can can follow along and listen to the translations. But but Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Somebody read that. Well, or when you find it, say praise the Lord. Okay. So all right. So let's go ahead and let's pick up from there and, and go ahead. Somebody take off and read for us. Go right ahead. So let me ask you, let me interject a question before we go on because I want to hear from others. So, is Christ redeeming us or has he redeemed us? So, it's past tense then. Okay, good. Someone else? A couple more verses, translations, shall I say, before we go on. Okay. So we understand that when Jesus died on the cross, that he took uh, uh, humanity or man's sin, the curse that should have been pronounced upon us, he took it, you see. And, And when we understand that, that we have been redeemed and that means that we are now walking in newness of life and we don't no longer have to think about even even from the moment that you gave your heart to Jesus that day you gave your heart to the Lord all that that has ever happened to your life up until that point in time is gone in Christ no longer exists it's gone in fact if you were to go to God and brought it up you say Lord. You know, I have a problem, and, and, and this thing right here just seems to keep coming up, and I just don't know how to deal with it. You know, can you help me with that? And really what, what he would say to us, I believe, is simply this, is that what problem? And here's why. Because you see, as far as he's concerned, when you gave your heart to the Lord, your sins have been washed away. You have been cleansed. You were made brand new. And so, therefore, he sees you as you're going forward, you see, and what happens in newness of life. Now, here's the thing. You can go to God in prayer, and we do. We miss it. We go to God in prayer. But we can't continue to live in the past because our life in Christ is not in the past. It's in the present in the future. So by constantly going to God and talking about things in the past that he's already redeemed you from, he's already cleansed you from, you're not living out the life that Jesus Christ has come to die for you. Are you with me? So the problem we have with a lot of people, the reason why they're not moving forward or advancing in life, because you're stuck in the old life. You're still thinking about things of the past. And the reason why they're thinking of things of the past, can I tell you why? Because we're not getting in the word. See, if we're not getting in the word, then we don't know who we are as sons and daughters of God. And the things that pull on us or continue to bring us back into the past when we've been set free. You, every one of us, we have been set free. So when God sees us, you see, he sees us as being children of God, being made alive under Christ. He sees us as his his very own, the very intentional purpose and act when he created, when he made Adam from the very beginning and what his purpose was. He sees us in that light now because now we're, guess what? We've accepted Jesus as our savior. The second Adam has come and we have found ourselves in him and he's in us. And so when you relegate yourself, when you talk to people, what do you say? Do you bring up, Your past, or do you talk about your present or your future in Christ? Think about this. You see, because you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, we shouldn't be bringing up the past. Come on. And see, and I know sometimes we bring things up for testimony's sake, but we also have to use wisdom because you've been delivered from that. Come on, it's in the past. And so if we will spend more time on the present and then on the future, walking in our victory, you know, maybe perhaps we might be able to win someone to the Lord. I'm just saying, come on now, because what happens, what we don't realize, I'm just going to talk to you for a minute, then we'll move on. What we don't realize is people want to hear good news. They want to hear how our lives have been changed since we found the Lord. Or the Lord found us. We were lost. And what happens is, is that we're telling them about this new life. Because I can sit here and talk to somebody. But, oh, yeah, man, I used to do this. Man, I used to do that. Man, we used to go out and do this to the club, go to the club and do all this and that. And that's they're like, okay, I can connect with that and relate to that. But then sometimes we just stop there. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. No, so that's okay. That's all right. I'll come on this side. So anyways, we stop there. And what happens is we hinder that individual from understanding who we are now because we're constantly, when we're trying to win them to Christ, we're constantly trying to identify with them and where they are instead of get them to identify with us and where we are. This is what happens. I'm just going to try to help you out in how how you win, win people to the Lord. You have a conversation, but then start telling them about your story, your new story. Start telling about, about who you are in Christ and that you're a new creation. Yeah, old things are passed away. See, that's the old, Maurice. That's the old you. It's passed away. Say, it's old. You see? And they're going to say, okay, then what's new about you? Glory to God. Then you begin to talk to them about this newness of life. You see? I have the life of God in me. When you tell people you have the life of God in you, what does that mean? Well, see, we're talking about this tonight because you understand that man, as we said before, is what? A spirit. He has a soul come on and lives in the body. The real you is not what you see in the mirror. Now, I know some of you, you I can tell you come in like tonight, you're, you're looking all nice and, you know, looking good. You, you help some of you like, oh, man, or on Sunday morning, you come in, you're looking good. But, you know, that's just your flesh. That's the outer shell. What about the real you? How does that look? Oh, man. Let me see. The pastor, I, I tell you. Man, that's man, that's great, man. I, man, that's a great word. Go, go, ahead, Pastor. Keep on, keep on teaching. Oh, okay. Anyways, all I'm saying is, wow. Think about that. The real you is your spirit. Yep. How's your spirit, man? Look. Hmm. I mean, come on. I ain't picking. I'm just asking some questions. How much time are we spending in the Word? How much time are we spending in prayer? Because that builds up our spirit. Man, are we strong? Do we, do we feel like we're strong? Or like, ooh, man, I'm trying to make it from day to day. Ooh. Okay. Where are we at? Y'all ready to move forward? Good. We're going to stay right here then. Okay, all right. Listen, here's why it's so important for you to understand why I believe we're staying right here for just a moment is, listen, you have all of heaven at your disposal. You have Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. He has given us the Holy Spirit, and he has given us the gift. Listen, the evidence, you know, uh, when we talk about speaking in tongues and the power of God, the, 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 the wonderful gift where we can, we can speak to God and we can, we can pray our prayer language and pray, you know, and pray out mysteries. He has done so much for us. And the thing is, is that we have to realize that with, the, with all that he has done for us, we should be, notice I said should be, living victorious lives. Yes, yes, yes. Victorious lives. Yes. And I believe that a lot of times because we're not, because we're not connecting the dots. Sometimes we don't connect the dots. You know why? Because we know so much. That's we're not connecting the we're not connecting dots because we know too much. Are you listening to me? You see, and what happens is we have to get to the place where we become hungry and say, Lord, you know what? Without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I have nothing. You know what I'm saying? I can do nothing. I need you in my life. See, it's not about us. It's about him. And this is why we have to focus on this newness of life because it doesn't matter how well-educated we are. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks we grew up on. It doesn't matter how much money we have in the bank account and in our pockets. It doesn't matter how religious we are. We have to understand this, that when we all stand before God in the presence of God, come on now, you begin to understand who we are, right? And because of his nature in us, we've been changed. But without him, we're nothing. We have nothing, we are nothing, we can do nothing. You know what? The truth is, man is totally lost without God. We are totally lost without God, say, I'm lost without God. All right? And let me give you this truth, too. then we're going to go on. This is on page 61 for you, if you have your book. And what happens is because we need God and we're lost without God, is this: because you see, man is totally lost today because of what listen, of what he does but because of, listen, because of what he is. Let me say this again. Man is lost today not because of what he does, say what he does, but because of what he is. You see, because what he does is a result of what he is. Man is lost today because of the result of, come on now, what he is. Man needs life from God if you have friends if you have neighbors if you have family members let me tell you and we're talking about man they need help they need man you know what they need the life of God they need the life of God on the inside of them and really the truth of the matter is this they're spiritually dead spiritually dead say spiritually dead you see, and that's what happened if we go back into the garden we begin to look at the very beginning of time. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. You see, when they disobeyed God and they chose to do what? They chose to disobey God and not honor him and they went and they ate from the from the fruit that he told them not to, and that was disobedience. Well, at that point, you know, we talked about before that they died. The Bible said that they would That they would, listen, God said that they would die. And the day in which you eat it, you will surely die. Now, they're talking to God and looking at each other. Physically, did they die? No. How did they die? Spiritually. So people all around us, those who don't know God, you know what? They're spiritually dead. They're spiritually dead. They need help. Guess who's supposed to bring the good news? We are. Guess we're supposed to provide the answers? We are. So we're talking about tonight the life of God. Turn to the gospel of John. The gospel of John chapter 5. I want you to understand tonight that you have the very life of God on the inside of you. You have the life of God on the inside of you. And thanks be to God that, that, that Christ has redeemed us. You have been redeemed from what? Spiritual death. Say, I've been redeemed from spiritual death. Now I want you to see this and notice how the Lord deals with this and talks about this. This is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, 26. Now I want you to read this as we read before in different translations, and allow the Lord to bless your minister to you. The caption above verse 2 for 24, excuse me, says it says this. It says life and judgment are through the Son. Now someone read verse 20 26 for us. Um, and that way, as we continue to go on 526, go ahead. Oh, isn't that good? Wait a minute. Hold on. Look at this here. For as the father has life, listen in himself. So he has granted the son to have life in listen in who in himself. Do you have the son of God on the inside of you? That means if you have the Son of God on the inside of you, then guess what also you have? Life. You have life. You have life on the inside of you. This is so important for us to get a hold of this truth. And so, uh, and let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, I told you we're going to take some notes. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures here, and we'll pick up the pace in just a little bit. But Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, okay? And we see this. You see the new man, Jesus Christ, listen, he had no death in him. Do you understand that? He had no death in him. And, and he was not born as we are born. But he didn't have, listen, the spiritual nature of death that is the devil in him. Do you understand that? You see, because when man fell, honestly speaking, and people like to hear this, but that's why even Jesus said to them and those who call themselves as, as supposed to be like, I, we, we can't say believers or those who are following the Lord, but he said that you are of your father, the devil. You see that, okay? And this is Jesus was t- teaching and, and telling them because of their life and, and where they were, see, because of the sp- they were spiritually dead. They were spiritually dead. So Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, it talks about that he tasted death for every man. Who did? Jesus. You see, when he died on the cross, he tasted death for every man. Can you, I don't know. How many people are in the world? I don't know. Does anybody know? What, what, what do they say? How many people? Is it billions? What, what is it? billions of people do you know when jesus died on the cross that he tasted death for every person he tasted death he i mean he took upon himself listen understand this the sin nature our sin nature so if he took upon himself our sin nature and he exchanged it with a new nature then guess what then we've been made new I know people talk about nature, and they talk about something, You know, we have that same, got that same, you know, that old nature. Have anybody say this? You know, and in, in in you, and you know, I'm telling people, listen. Let me tell you something. You have a new nature in Christ Jesus, a new nature. All right, you have been changed. Why? Because Jesus took upon the old to give us His, which is a new nature in Christ. We are, we're not the cliche of being born again. What does that mean to be born again? Somebody help me out. What does that mean to be born again to you? What does that mean? Anyone? Any thoughts? Any ideas? All your sins are past, washed away. Okay, give me some more. Some, some other Clean slate. Wow. So, so sins are past. You have a clean slate. All right, anyone else? That's, that's great. So when you go ahead, you're brand new, you're made brand new. You see, and that's why second Corinthians five 17 is so important. The reason I'm sharing this with you is don't look at yourself as being this old, you know, like this person said, Oh, that's the, that's the old man or the old nature. That nature, listen, is gone. What we contend with is the flesh, but you're, you have a new nature. Oh, you get, okay, that's good, that's good. If you ever played golf, anybody play golf? What do, you, what, do you, what do they give you in golf when you mess up? You get a, get a do-over or what? A mulligan. So guess what? Humanity got a mulligan, mm-hmm. a do-over. Think about that. So what I, the reason why I'm saying this is so important to hear this, because if you don't understand who you are in Christ, the devil will whoop your tail every day. And he will bring up and put it in live in color. Talking about who you are and you're no good. And if you're this and that, look at all this and that. You go, wait a minute. Er, you stop that. Uh-uh. That's the old person. That's not me. That's not me anymore. I've been made brand new. Because you have that knowledge, because you have that revelation, guess what? It stops him in his tracks. There are many believers that are going around defeated, I mean just whipped by the devil, because they don't understand who they are in Christ. They don't understand that they've been made brand new. And and, and because they don't understand they've been made brand new, then guess what? They continue to do the same old things that they were doing before they were in Christ. They don't have that connection, not connecting the dot. You see? But you've been made, say, I've been made brand new. So we see here that he talks about that he's put away sin, not, listen, talking about away sin by sacrificing himself. What did he do? Jesus took upon himself our sin nature, the nature of spiritual death, that we may have eternal life. He took it away. That's why it talks about you've been redeemed from what? In Galatians 3.13. And we said from what? Help me out here. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We said the curse of the law is what? Poverty, sickness, spiritual death. You have been redeemed from spiritual death. Understand how you have been redeemed from spiritual death because of what Jesus did on the cross. What he did, understand this, he took upon himself our sin nature, the nature of spiritual death that you and I might have eternal life. Took it away. So now he's given us a new life in Christ. Christ. We've been made brand new. So that's what it means to be born again. Well, let's continue to look at this. Talking about life, go to John 10.10. And I believe that as we see here, Jesus bears it out. Paul talks about it. The other disciples talk about this thing that we call life or spiritual life that we have in Christ. This is so important to understand. We have been redeemed from spiritual death. You've been redeemed. What do we say redeemed meant? Anyone, help me out. You've been bought, you've been purchased, right? Okay, so if you found John 10, 10, let's go ahead and look at it together. If you found it, let's go ahead and turn there and say, praise the Lord. Praise all right, so remember what we said now, let me, let me read this to you again. He took upon himself, say Jesus, he took upon himself our sin nature. We're talking about what he did, what he had to die on the cross for, all right? And, he, and listen, and the nature of spiritual death, the nature of spiritual death, the nature of spiritual death. Let me say that again. I am going to pound this in you. The nature of spiritual death. Because he had to do that in order to, to redeem us from spiritual death. He had to. And that we may have eternal life. What does John 10.10 10 tell us? Someone read it for us. Mm-hmm. He took upon himself our sin nature, the nature of spiritual death so that you and I can have eternal life, abundant life in Christ. That's what he did. Now, let's go on. Jesus came to redeem us from spiritual death. Now, it says here, and I want you to go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. This is so cool. I love this, and we were looking at this earlier and how how we can see what God did and how he helped to to connect. Uh, I like to say to connect the dots from Genesis to Revelation. So here's the places we're going. Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, and then we're going to go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. All right, so uh, Genesis 2, let's go there. And then, of course, if you want to go to Revelations 2, 7, hold your place there. That's fine. All right, but we're going to Genesis. Everybody say Genesis 2. Okay, we're going to begin in verse 8. Now, let me read this here, so I want you to pick up where we're going in verse 8 and 9. Listen to this. This is life. Say life. Life in God's garden is what it says. The caption right over in verse 8, it says this. King James, new King James. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 9. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow. I like that. That is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Notice this. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. The what? The... Tree of Life. Okay, then goes on and says this. And what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Do you see that? Now let me back up again. I want you to see this here. Say the tree of life. Tree of life. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. Where was it? Let's go over to Revelations two seven. Oh, did I say two seven? I'm making sure you're with me. All right, Revelations two seven. So what happened is this: when Adam and Eve disobeyed god the garden was shut up and they got kicked out of the garden they had to remove them from the garden because of what sin all right now what happens now when we become born again what takes place you see adam was banished from the tree of life because of his disobedience now let's read revelations 2 7 this is so cool because according to Revelations 2, 7, it tells us something different. For all of us, what does it say? Somebody begin to read that for us, verse 7. The tree of what? Wait a minute. Where was the tree of life? In the garden. Come on, that's where it was. And because of man's disobedience, he was banished from the tree of life. Now, because of man's obedience, he gets to partake of now the tree of life, as we see it here in Revelations. In other words, what it's saying here is that, is that now, uh, as we accept and obey the word of God, we are brought back to the tree of life. Man, that's powerful. Because of one man's disobedience, it was shut up. But because of now, because of it's talking about us now, it's talking about us, not just Jesus, which is important. Re- let's read this again. Not just him, because you see, we can say, well, that's Jesus. We can say, that's Jesus. No, let's make it personal. see, it's not just Jesus. It's us. It's all about us. Notice what it says right here. He who has an ear. Do you have an ear to hear? See, this is important. It says he who has an ear to hear. It didn't say Jesus. It says he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's us. And then it says to him who overcomes, it's talking about us overcoming living and overcoming life. Then it says from here that I will give to him, give to them, to send them to eat from the tree of life, the same tree of life that Adam, because it said he could eat of that. He just said, don't eat of the tree of what knowledge and good and evil. Did he say he could not eat from the tree of life? no, So the tree of life, he just got banished from it. He just got banished from that. In other words, was no longer able to partake of that. But now, glory to God, because we've been able to enter in, because we've been able to receive Jesus, because we've been able to walk in the newness of life. Now, guess what? It says we get to partake of, says right here, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise of God. Wow. I mean, glory to God. So you begin to understand disobedience obedience and where it places us we just simply have to obey god now the new birth now listen to this 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 is so important for you to get a hold of this the new birth does not take place gradually you know what it does it takes place instantly instantaneously you're born again you're born again do you know some people feel like, well, I know that I've given my heart to the Lord, but you know, you see, this already how to get messed up. It's a process. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, think about this. Because if that's the case, then, then they're going to live their life trying to get saved, trying to be born again. You see? Understand this. This is why it's so important for us to understand the truth of who we are and what we have in Christ. The new birth does not take place gradually. It is instant. It is instantaneous. It's right now. The moment you say yes to Jesus, you're born again. The moment you say yes to Jesus, you receive this newness of life. You have it right now. It is a gift of God. received the moment we believe. The moment you say yes to Jesus, now you have just received. It belongs to you right now, and so I believe this is what happens. And sometimes it's taught, you know, that that well, you know, you're gonna be all right. Just keep trying. Just keep on doing, you know, what you're doing. You're gonna make it. That's not what the Bible talks about concerning salvation. Come on now. Now that may that may be learning how to to understand that as we walk, as we're walking by faith, and as we're dealing with different issues in life. That doesn't mean we're not born again. Okay, the enemy is going to come up against you, not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. The enemy doesn't like you, not, you know, not because you're so strong and powerful. Come on now, because the word of God is strong and powerful and he doesn't want you to use the word. So he tries to keep people blinded, not just the world. Oh, my goodness. Even believers, if we buy into these lies. From the pit of hell. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just barely trying to make it. Think about this. These are believers who have been saved. or said they're saved for years. And they're still barely trying to make it. I'm not picking on anybody. But what that tells me is they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what belongs to them. That they have newness of life. They've been made brand new. So we've been made brand new. And we should walk in that newness of life. Say, walk in it. Now, then let's take you to another place. Ephesians chapter 2. We're almost done. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Oh, this is good. We have been redeemed from spiritual death. You've been redeemed from spiritual death. Say, I've been redeemed. redeemed. Glory to God. So we said the new birth does not take place gradually. Come on now. Amen. You know what takes place gradually is us putting our flesh under. Well, you didn't hear me, because you're born again. Your spirit, man, has been made brand new. Your flesh has not been saved. It hasn't. And so next thing you know, just like sometimes you have, you know, it's just our flesh can be, I mean, well, it's just spoiled. This wants what it wants. Come on now. When it wants it. And you have to say no. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. You know, it's kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like, you see, have you ever been like going going somewhere and you, have, you see kids and, 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 and don't misunderstand me. I love kids, you know, and, and I love parents. And, and But the parents with these kids, with the kids are bossing them around and they're only two and four years old. I don't think they need to take the child to the bathroom. They need to take the parent to the bathroom. You I'm with you on that one. Say, excuse me, kids, y'all stay in your seat. Mm-hmm. Mom, come here. She need a whooping. <laughs> she does. Think about this, because allowing the kid to act like that—now I'm not trying to get into parenthood. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to tell you how to raise your kid, but I'm telling you something right now. If they're doing that in public, whoo, they tearing the house up. Okay, I'm gonna keep. keep them on, going then. Okay, they're out of control. Now I relegate that to our flesh. See. Our flesh is out of control. I'm talking to all of us. And we have to say, no, you can't have that. You can't do that. You can't go there. Come on now. See, because we've been changed. Have we not been changed? Okay, all right. And so why do we we battle these things then? You know why? Because your flesh is not saved. All right? Okay? And guess what happens now with your soul? with your mind it kind of hangs in the middle in the balance and so what you have to do is therefore you train it you have to renew it on a daily basis but if your spirit man is weak then guess what and your flesh is strong your soul will begin to gravitate towards that direction of that which is strong you say how come i keep doing this How come I keep going here? How come I'm, man, I've been freed and delivered from that. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what are you doing with your spirit? What am I supposed to be doing with your spirit? We need to have a talk. Because some people actually ask that question. Believers, well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, As if, like, you know, I don't know what to do or am I not doing it? Well, the question is, are you living victorious? Um, I don't know. Then we need to talk about that. Listen, living victorious doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to come against you. See, don't misunderstand that. See, see, you missed that. We missed that. Because the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you. It didn't say that it will not be formed against you. It said it will not prosper. So just because we're going through a test or a trial or difficult doesn't mean that you're not born again. See, you have to contend and we have to fight the good fight of faith. That's what we do every day. Jesus has already obtained the victory for you. He's already given it to us. We have to obtain the innocent and walk and, and 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 live in the word of God. Come on now. Yes. Ephesians 2.1. Are you there? Yes. All right, somebody read that for us. Nice and loud. Here a few from a few translations, please. hmm oh, wait a minute. Whew. Hold on now. We talk about we've been redeemed from what? Spiritual death. What does it say here? That we've been what? Made alive. Someone else. Thank you for reading that. Someone else. Go ahead. Okay. Someone else. Thank you. Verse one. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all right. Whatever translation you want to read, you got many of them on that iPhone. You got to figure out, you got to grab which one. <laughs> okay. Now, this is good. And you, he did what? He made alive. Hold on now because I don't want you to miss this because we're talking about being redeemed from what? Spiritual death. That's okay, Henry. Don't let them mess with you. You have been redeemed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, listen, stop it. All right? Just go ahead and get out your system then. You're going to be all right? Oh, Lord, that's Cindy. Now, this, she's snorting over there. You've got to cut that out. <laughs> Just go ahead and get it out. This, this is, yes, yeah, she needs help. Would you lay hands on her, please? Just a moment. All right, are we back now? Come on, Miss Cindy. Here we go. Let's get back. Come on back here. <laughs> okay, now where are we, okay? Ephesians 2.1. Do we have the message back there? She'll be all right. Okay, what does the message say? Okay, now you know what this says? Now listen, it says that you were dead. Notice, say I was dead. I was dead and trespasses and sins. You know what that means? That's spiritual death see when it talks about that you were dead in trespasses and sins it says you were spiritually dead you were so guess what listen he's quickened us you know what he's done he's made us alive we're no longer spiritually dead because Jesus came to die on the cross for us and to redeem us from poverty, sickness, and what else? Spiritual death. He's quickened us, and we've been made alive. And do you know what? If we'll continue to read here in verse, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it tells us all about how it came about. That it talks about that, for by grace... Listen, have you been saved through what? Faith. Not of yourselves. It is what? A gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Praise God. It's not of works. And this is where where the issue was with those who were living under the law. They were focusing on what? Works. Trying to get into the kingdom of God. You can't. It's not based on works. It's based on this newness of life. It's understanding why Jesus came and died on the cross and then receiving the fact that when he died on the cross, he took the sins of the world and we were spiritually dead. Now, do you know what? That that he died on the cross. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross, he died on the cross for all humanity, did he not? Because John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world, the world, but the world who does not know this walking in Christ because they listen they don't have knowledge of it or they have not chosen to receive it but he still died for them on the cross are you with me he did and and what he died for them on the cross he died for their sins and their trespasses every one of us spiritually dead all you, do have, all you have to do now, like we did, is just accept Jesus Christ into our hearts. And we've been now, listen, we become or we are now made alive. That's who we are. So don't see yourself as being spiritually dead because you have been redeemed. Come on now. From spiritual, listen, come on, death. You are not dead spiritually. You have been made alive because your life is hid, come on, in Christ with God. That's who you are, yeah. and then we should, And that's a revelation, and that's what we should be yeah. walking in all the time. And so that's why when the enemy comes and tries to tell you who you're not, you just have to tell him, what. listen, what your elder brother did, how he whooped him, yes. said, listen, he beat him, and, brought, and, listen, and gave me eternal life. I know who I am. He's given me this newness of life. That's what we have. Now, Romans 8. 14 to 16. This is why this makes so much sense to us and understanding that sons and daughters of God, we're going to finish here. But Romans chapter eight, verse 14 and 16, you see, it's not of works. And and, and I know some people, let's think about this. Some people are caught up in works. That's just the truth about it. Am I right? You know, and a lot of it relates to ego. You know, because they want to be seen. Shine that light on me, brother. Sh- shine that light on me, sisters. Look look what I'm doing. And thank God for works. But works don't get you, listen, into heaven. Right. What gets us into heaven is having a relationship yes. in this newness of life with yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. And because of our relationship it's in this newness of life with Jesus Christ, we do good works. We can't get the cart before the horse. That's and that's what happens to a lot of people. And they're doing good works. They're doing so many good works. But the truth of the matter is, in doing all these good works, what happens is they think that, oh, man, if I do these good works, if I do these good works, then that's going to give me entrance into the kingdom, only to come to find out that it was not about good works. Good works are good works. But they don't give us access into the kingdom of God. They don't. Now, some will fight you over this. They'll argue with you over it. But Romans chapter 8, are you there? Okay, 14, 15, and 16, all right? So let me read this to you. This is so powerful, and this is where we're going to end. Because this is, is, oh, man, this is just so awesome. Because it's talking about sonship through the Spirit, sonship through the Spirit, okay? Notice what it says here in verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, verse 16. Let's look at this here. And it says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's who you are. You're a child of God. Your nature has been changed. You no longer have that old nature. You've been given a new nature. You have been redeemed from spiritual death and you have been made alive under Christ. That's who you are. That's who the devil doesn't want to see coming at him. That's who the devil doesn't want us to know who we are. He doesn't want to deal with a believer who knows who they are. There's believers that don't have a clue who they are. He don't mind them but a believer who knows who they are and walking in this truth and reality that they have been redeemed from spiritual death and they've been made alive unto God that they pass from spiritual death unto spiritual life. In Romans 8, chapter, one, I mean verses 1 and 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Oh, man, you get this revelation on the inside of you. You are constantly live victorious regardless of what you're going through in life. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people do. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Come on, let's stand up. We're going to close. We're going to stand up and close. But I'm telling you that you have passed from spiritual death to spiritual life. God is our Father. Come on. That's who we are in Christ. And so let's, let's go to God. Let's just thank him. Here's how we're going to close. Let's just going to thank him for what he's done. And he's redeemed us. Heavenly Father, thank you for redeeming us. Thank you, Lord God, for making us, making us your very own. Thank you, Father God, for bringing us in. Oh, Lord, we are, so, we are so thankful. We are so appreciative. We love you, Lord. Oh, we love you and honor you and thank you for, for this newness of life and that you have redeemed us from the curse of spiritual death. Thank you, Lord God, that death, death as we know it, spiritually speaking, has been taken care of through faith. Father, we thank you for the promise of the Spirit. Oh, we honor you. We bless you. We love you. We glorify you. And we bless you, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Come on, let's just tell for just a couple minutes, strong. Come on, let's praise him. Just a few more minutes. Just let him know how how much you love him. Come on, let's do that together.